Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talking About Birds, the only Cardinal podcast more meaningless than the rest of this season. My name is Nate Heininger, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Samorka. What up, Nady H? You were making a terrible face during that opening. Um, I think it was an impression of me, but uh, it it was not great. Mimicry is a form of flattery. I, I'm just trying to be more like sure. you. Yeah, that's what you mean. And on this week's episode, we are going to talk about the recent Mosaic interview and the future for the Cardinal organizational structure. We're going to go over all the recent injuries, and we're going to talk about the upcoming series against San Diego and the upcoming series against Milwaukee. opening bit tweet us at talk about birds hambone here we are we are near the season got a few weeks left we got a big milestone to talk about big event arguably the one good thing to happen in the 2023 season has (laughs) happened but before we get to that um little programming note so as has happened a couple times this season um uh, I will be out of town next week. And so it's on Ben to uh, to produce the episode for next week. So uh, last week, he uh, or last time, he did a solo show. Uh, we'll see what he's got uh, cooked up his cooked up his sleeve. Is that, what I was gonna, is that, a, is that a phrase? Cooked up his no, sleeve? No, absolutely not. No. Okay. Maybe it should be. Um, I'm Do you want to elaborate on that? Uh, no, I'd rather move on. Uh, okay. I'm going to, uh, to Budapest for work, which is you're not uh, saying it right, Nate. Budapest. Sorry, Best. I'm so sorry. I'm uh, which should be interesting. Um, and then so I will. I'm going for like one week. It's almost as much travel as it is time in the city. Uh, and then I've been talking about it all summer. I'm supposed to. I've signed up to do this half marathon. It's the first time I've ever done it. I've yeah. been tr- I've been training all summer. Feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh maybe the worst possible so, set of circumstances leading up to uh, my first half marathon. Is that the training is making you feel worse? Is that what you just said? Well, I mean, I'm getting better, you know? Yeah. Like I, I I'm running longer than I've ever run before. I'm setting new uh 50 pers- feet, 60 feet. Yeah, I made it out the front door, made it to the end of the block. I think I can do 13.1 miles if I can make it to the end of my block. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm progressing. I think I've been progressing at a, at a, at a reasonable rate. Um, I, I don't, but it feels horrible as what like the, the like running is not a, a um, like it doesn't feel good. Like <laughs> when you're done with it, you know, it does when you're not sure. running anymore, it feels good. But the yeah. running part is is not great. Um, sure. Especially now I'm running significantly further than I ever had before. The longest I'd ever done for one of these things was uh, three miles. And this is 13. So I'm yeah, I'm, I'm training for it. So I've been increasing. What the hell are distance. you talking about? What? Why do I care? What is this relevant to me? Well, I thought you would uh, appreciate the 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 the. the 
difficult spot that I put myself into because I am traveling internationally. You I could return. run in Hungary. Who cares? Uh, I'm often hungry when I run, if that's what you mean. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, anyway, I travel for like 18 hours on Friday to get home yeah. Friday night. And then Sunday morning, I'm supposed to to go and do this thing. Uh, and I think it's like the worst possible setup for your first time ever doing a uh, like an endurance race. Sure. Traveling for work, going to be busy with work all day. You know, then you got to do the after hours hangout and then I'm going to be jet lagged and I'm going to go and try and do this thing. So I say all this to say this might be my last episode of talking about uh, birds oh, for, good, one reason, good news. For, for one reason or another. So uh, it is good news. So, um, you know, to our listeners, thank you to Ben. Um, yeah, you're welcome. And, hey, Nate, if you could just shut up for a second. Um, <laughs> if anybody would like to submit their resume to be my co- co-host, uh, to talking about birds at Gmail dot com subject line nate's dead um just send that my way and uh, we'll start interviews uh as soon as next week um i'd like to remind you that it's talk about birds because we lost access to talking oh, about birds damn it. <laughs> damn it all right talk about birds at gmail.com nate's dead thank you uh all right so um one one last well, order what one that you're so busy you're flying all over the world when uh-huh. are inquiring minds want to know and at least one person on twitter shout out rob nunn need to know when are you going to the stadium to get a chicken sandwich from shaquille o'neal nate answer the question well fortunately we have we're, we're anticipating a deep playoff run this year so i've got <laughs> plenty of opportunity uh, to get to the stadium and try this big chicken sandwich. Uh, I was a little disheartened to see how low it placed in the uh, ballpark standings. Again, yeah. thanks to Rob on Twitter. Um, although, you know, I'm not surprised that uh, the nachos place, uh, you know, was was by and far a, a winner. Um, sure. Which I'd probably agree with. But yeah, um, you're a nacho freak. I am a nacho freak. Um, so. We've got one more important order of business to discuss before we get to baseball. Uh, ben, as I understand it, you have acquired Baldur's Gate 3. I did. How's that going for you? Oh, so much fun. Um, uh, Nate and I are both D&Ders. Uh, I am currently running my first campaign, so I, I am like always thinking about D&D. And this is like the like D&D in a really well-made video game with a bunch of great voice acting and mm-hmm. like a sandbox environment. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I created a, uh, drow bard build. Um, and I am, uh, walking around, uh, perusing and, and, uh, persuading and, and being wow. a little trickster and having a, a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool game. I have a, uh, half elf wizard named Mickey thump. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Molly and I've been playing it together. It is an in- incredibly dense game. It is like, oh yeah, almost inaccessible even to the most uh, experienced of of video game players and D and D players. Like, I can't imagine this game is wildly popular, and I honestly can't believe it because it is, it is a bunch like, of nerds out there. Nate. Yeah, it is. It is really kind of difficult to play it's so dense yeah uh, you can spend like 20 minutes in your inventory just like okay making sure everything is set up properly it's yeah it's fun yeah yeah i, I like it though i'm having a great time um and uh you know i've only i only got probably like four or five hours so far still still in the beginning chapters but that opening sequence with the uh the mind flayers and all that i'm i'm good i'm excited 
Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and as baseball winds down, who knows what we'll be talking about this offseason. So a lot uh, of free time coming up. Yeah. You're out there uh, playing Baldur's Gate or any other video game. Let us know. Um, we're always happy to chat about this stuff. By, by so. the way, shout out to Nate's other podcast, The Short Game. Uh, I guess you guys will never co- cover a game like Baldur's Gate, but uh, well, shout out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We are talking about doing a Patreon episode on on Baldur's Gate. We have there's a there's a push pull sort of relationship on that show because obviously we focus on short video games, but there are some kick-ass long games too. Uh, and this year has been really, really good for very, very long games. Tears <laughs> yeah. of the Kingdom, uh, uh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Check out Armored Core. Really, really makes you think everyone's doing just fine. The fact that everyone is scrambling towards these 100-hour-plus video games <laughs> so that they can uh, disassociate from the real world. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not like a, a foreboding <laughs> sign of what the real world is like. Yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, you know what is totally cool, Hambone? Yo. Uh, we did it. Nate. You did it. Nate. I did it. Fans Nate. of the St. Louis Cardinals did it. I, l- I feel like a new man. I feel yeah. I feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on the beach. I'm sipping on a Mai Tai. Wow. Got all my friends there. We're listening to some music. Yeah. I feel like a uh, weight has been lifted. Seriously, I'm crying. You're crying. Wilson Contreras <laughs> is crying. Yeah. Uh, Adam Wainwright has climbed the mountain to 200 oh my wins. Yeah. You know You know what blows my mind? Well, first off, huge congrats to Adam. Uh, that was such a good game. Uh, it was like the first time I've been locked into every pitch of a game in, in a, in a little while now. Uh, so that was great, but I was thinking about the idea of like, so last year we had a couple of milestones, Albert pools getting to 700, um, which Mm -hmm. seemed absolutely impossible. Um, and then of course, as everyone knows, his hair lit on fire and he went absolutely like just nuts for the final two, three months of the season. And And that's why he's bald too. And Wayno had this sitting in front of him, which we all kind of thought was like, of course, he'll get there in July. This is not a worry. And it became almost more unlikely to happen than our pools magically getting to 700. Um, I don't know, just kind of like when's the last time, not to mention the uh, the battery record that was set with uh, Wayno and Molina last year, just kind of a a crazy coalition of events. and like I said, the fact that the Wayno thing turned out harder to, to be harder to accomplish than the Pujols thing is kind of mind blowing. Yeah, I kind of thought this Wayno one would either be done in like June or not happen at all, you right. know. And so, unfortunately, it was really feeling like it was going to be the not happening at all. But um, frankly, the Cardinals being so bad, I think, is what allowed this to happen because we we've said it for a while now. Probably if the Cardinals were were truly in contention. Uh, Wayno would not have been starting through most of the right. summer um, when he really just didn't have it. But yeah, that game last night, seven innings. Um, you know, he looked great. It wasn't last night; it was Monday night. But uh, he looked great. They don't he, know. Yeah, uh, just it lie. was. <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, it. You want to say vintage Wayno, but it's not really true because it. You know, it wasn't really. It was vintage. Uh, late thirties, good Wayno. If that right, makes sense, right. like not a lot of strikeouts, but um, not a lot of hard contact. Uh, lots of double plays. Man, how about that? Uh, that near miss from Mason Wynn on that uh, 
diving play up the center uh, of the middle. Oh, man, that was the fact that even got like got it in his glove and and like it's like a bad a bad landing away from you know a, a real marquee moment for his rookie his you know his his uh his first month and a half in the in the league but either way it didn't matter we all collectively clinched when john king was brought in we know now that basically he was the only guy available other than right. ryan helsley so you got to do what you got to do and he got out of it and then ryan helsley looked great Great team win uh, between the defense and the pitching. And then that one single home run from Wilson Contreras, which was an absolute bomb. Oh, uh, he hit the shit out of it that. Was a, it was like 114 miles per hour. He yeah. destroyed that baseball. Yeah. Uh, for his 20th of the year. And, yeah. um, you know, I this isn't the biggest part of that moment, but it is a part of the moment to me that really, I think, will have some residual effect of just like, the Wilson Contreras uh, partnership in this whole thing, you know, Wayno's going to be gone, but Wilson's going to be here for the next four years. And I really feel like between his heater that he's been on basically the entire summer and moments like this, uh, I, I at least personally hope have moved the needle away from all of the the frustration at the beginning of the season and the questioning that sort of circled him at the beginning of the season. And we can go into 2024 with him just being like a, a dedicated uh, or, or and it, he's dedicated and, and yeah. observed like leader on the team. Like he was intended to be from the beginning. I, I feel like a new guy after getting this monkey off my back, getting Wayno to 200. I think Wilson feels better. I think Cardinal nation feels better. I think we're all, it's going to be just fine. We're all, <laughs> it's all going to be just fine. Wilson's going to show up, play fine defense. He's going to hit 20 home runs for us. Wayno is going to go on to become a broadcasting superstar and get a red jacket. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be great. We're all yeah. feeling fine. We're, 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 everything is perfect. Um, it's not good. to mention, of course, his country music uh, career that we talked about a little bit last week. And uh, yeah, that's you that's going to be just fine too. It's it's all going to be fine. Have you seen the talk of him getting a couple more at bats before the end of the season? This is the I, chaos I did, that we need. Hell yes! I did not know that this was even going to be an option, but I saw heard last night. I think Jimmy Hayes, Jimmy the Cat, shout out, meow. Um, was talking <laughs> about that he's been taking swings in batting practice and getting himself ready. Uh, and I say, let the guy DH, just give him a whole yeah. game. Um, you're not stealing at bats away from it. it. It doesn't matter. Just let him go up there and rip it. And, uh, if I'm way, I say yes to that. And I swing as hard as I can every time. And I would love, 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 love for Adam Wainwright to hit one more home run or even a, a nice hard single. Um, that, that I would be excited to watch that game yeah absolutely um there's the the that last weekend the sep the weekend of september 30th um is supposed to basically be like wayno celebration weekend and uh let him dh the whole weekend you know what absolutely. i mean like it doesn't matter uh let's just make it as fun as possible i like like seriously it, it would as an organization, I think that the right thing, the best call for enjoyment of your fans and ending the season on a high note, even if he goes over 12, like let him have an at bat because every at bat people are going to it's going to be must see. Everyone's going to be on their feet cheering for him. Let's make it happen. 100%. I've also seen um, him, like let him close out the last game. Let him come in as the reliever. 
on the last game of the season. You know, there's yeah. a lot of different things to get him in there. There's talk of him not pitching anymore for the season. And I get that like he's been injured. They've been stabbing him with needles and putting him in ice baths. And there's been a wizard casting spells on him so that his arm doesn't uh-huh. fall off. Um, and, and I guess, you know, I'm really on team like let Wayno do whatever he wants. Um, but it would be kind of I guess it. Hmm. I guess it wouldn't be bad for that to be his last start. But I do feel like. I don't it's hard to close the book like this. I'd kind of like to see him go out yeah. one more time. Yeah. And you know, what is there to lose? But it would also, I guess the fear is it would be a big bummer if after these couple of really good games, that get him these wins and, you know, he pitched really well. And then he goes out and gets lit up by Cincinnati's, you know, bunch of young guns. And it's like, well, well, that, why'd we do that? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, oops, we shouldn't have let him go out there and get tagged for six runs before he got pulled in the second. And it's just like, you know, really disappointing. You know, he's walking off the mound. Yeah, probably to a standing ovation, but like he's bombed. Everyone's bombed. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it I mean, would you be- can even use him like an opener, like get the first two outs and then pull him so that he gets the big round of applause. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, I don't. It, it's hard I'm having a hard time turning the page, even though it's like Wayno's cooked. He's 42. He's given his body to the Cardinals. It's still it's kind of like Yachty. It's just weird to say bye. And I don't really want to. Um, Did you know he's the first uh, he's the first player since the divisional uh, like divisions in baseball were created in like the 60s, I think, uh, to have 200 wins and hit 10 home runs did not know that. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird, but it's end, end of an era. I also think, um, just talking about Wainwright, like in the abstract, I think even though this podcast doesn't really give a shit about wins and you know, they are what they are, but Wayno's career is coming to an end. And I do think it's impressive that he has 411 games start and 200 wins. Like, yeah. obviously, I, I maybe that's the only time that wins is a relevant stat when you like as a career retrospective, like the Cardinals won almost 50 per, or it was Adam Wainwright's um, responsibility that the Cardinals won almost 50 percent of his starts. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously they won games at there was no decisions and all that other stuff in there. But kind of yeah. crazy. The the larger the sample size, the more wins start to tell the story right. of a of a pitcher's ability to be successful. So yeah, when you look over 400 starts, if there, if he's won 200 of them, then yeah, you're like, well, he must've been pretty good. Like they wouldn't have given him that many games. He wouldn't have pitched for that long. He must've gone deep enough in games. Generally, like, you know, a win is, is as much your ability to, uh, keep, uh, runs down as it is to go deep into the game, just to give your team a you know more, more time to, score runs there's a lot that like can be told over a long period of time but obviously like you said we all know on an individual even on a on a season by season basis wins don't really tell any sort of story but yeah on on, you you have to have been pretty freaking good to get to 200 of these things yeah and and i guess you know who knows how many more will happen (laughs) i don't uh you mean 200 game winners yes I, yeah, that is a, a huge question because they are, I almost, they're not going to like abolish the stat, but it's just, no one's going to talk about it. I think in the very near yeah. future. 
Um, this also starts a conversation that you and I have kind of kicked around a little bit. I do not believe that Adam Wainwright, sh- I-, I don't think he would get my vote for the legitimate Hall of Fame. But I do think that he is an interesting candidate. I think he's going to be on the ballot longer than somebody with his war totals and all that kind of stuff would normally be because he's such a nice guy. He's got mm-hmm. World Series rings. He played with one team. He quote unquote did it the right way. Um, and yeah. uh, you know him and Yachty. There's just there's a lot of good story. There's uh, just people like Adam Wainwright. Yeah. Um, and I would not be surprised. Like this conversation, obviously, we have five years until this really starts. But I do think the conversation is going to be different, especially when we're a couple of years removed from this final season. I'll be really curious. Like. Uh, if a veterans committee or if he gets in, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what the odds will be, but it's like, Oh, maybe you should place like $50 bet on, on that just to see <laughs> what happens. I don't believe that he'll make it very far in the standard hall of fame voting. Um, yeah, he's missing a couple of the key credentials that hall of fame pitchers get, you know, but you're right in that. I think his, uh, intangibles you know we've seen it before where where that can be the either the you know like in a vlad guerrero standpoint everyone loved him so much you know he he doesn't have necessarily the season numbers that most people who get in but he's just such a likable dude he gets in or you have the kurt schilling where you have easily the numbers but you're such a raging douchebag no one wants to vote for (laughs) you right um, well, then he, it, he picked up his ball and went home eventually. Don't forget about that. Well, of course. Uh, the manliest man. You know. Yeah. 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 And I, was, man. I want to re- repeat that. He has blocked me personally. My my Twitter account with like 300 followers on it. He has blocked yeah. me on Twitter, which is still one of my greatest accomplishments. The coolest but, thing about you is that. Yeah. fact. <laughs> and I don't know why. I would love to know what I said. Uh, probably something like fuck Kurt Chilling. <laughs> but the fact that he even yeah. saw it. Um, anyway. Petty. Uh, so I don't know. I, but, but veterans committee, because of all those things, you know, how, like, when are we ever going to see a pitcher spend their entire career, their entire major league level career with a single team? Uh, you know, his, his peak was, was hall of fame level peak. He just missed out on the Cy Young's because, uh, you know, there's this guy named Clay, Clayton Kershaw is out there. And also Chris uh, Carpenter, Tim Lincecum, Tim Lincecum, yeah, you know, he he ran and like, there's always, you know, you're, you're always going to like there's always going to be other elite guys, but some particularly elite guys or vote sharing because of Chris Carpenter. So um, I think there's enough narrative there. I, you know, obviously, uh, he, I think he's incredible. I don't think we need to to relitigate that. But I, I, I he's a veterans committee guy to me um, that he gets in for his impact on a single team. And, you know, like 200 wins, I think will mean more over time um, for guys in this part of baseball, you know, this, this era of baseball, it'll mean yeah. a little bit more. So we'll see. Um, well, let's, let's move on. Um, I guess we'll, we got a couple more weeks of, of Wayno. We'll see how they use him. Um, let's talk about uh, recently. Mosaic did an interview and gave us a little bit of insight into how he's thinking about the organization and Ali Marmol and the future of the Cardinals. Uh, ben, you want to kind of break this down a little bit for yeah, us? Sure. So the first thing I think that should be noted is that Mo did confirm and, and felt the need. And I'm sure the reporters were asking him this question, but did confirm that Ali is coming 
back. So, you know, whether you love him or hate him, he'll, he'll be here in 24 and, and running spring training. Uh, he goes on to say, and this is with an interview with Katie Wu, who we love in the athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, Mosellock was quoted in saying, I do support Marmol. Uh, I know he'll be back next year. I'm certainly encouraged with what I see from Ali as a young manager. He's extremely well organized. I think he's prepared and I do think he gets a lot out of his players. So, uh, you know, I'd say that that's a pretty ringing endorsement yeah. of everything that Ollie is doing. Now, obviously, whether or not we all agree with that, I think is well up for debate. But Ollie's back next year. Yeah, not surprising at all. I think if he was going to be removed, it would have happened already. What's the difference between now and the offseason than the last, you know, two I wonder months if the Cardinals are afraid of looking instable, unstable, though. Yeah. Firing what do you a, think? a manager two two seasons in a row. Um, or well, they fired yeah, um, Matheny in the middle of the season. They fired mm-hmm. Schilt, uh, for reasons, um, mm-hmm. too turtly. I think he was too yeah. turtly. He was and too turtly enough for the turtle club. <laughs> yeah. And then Ali would be fired either mid season or, or just post season or uh, just in the off season. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder, I think it's telling that, you know, he has one year remaining. He's kind of a lame duck manager. Um, and it seems like he kind of has to prove it. Yeah, I, I do think if if 2024 doesn't go well or at least significantly better, um, then we're looking at a, a real potential for a change midseason or, or otherwise, um, because, you know, he didn't. Not that they'd normally say anything about this, but there's like been no discussion of a contract extension or anything like right. that. It is simply he will be back next year. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm in I'm in favor of it. I've I've thought about this a lot. I've kind of been pulled in different directions. Um, I'm I'm ready. I'm willing for one more year of Ali Marmal. I think that he was pretty good last year. I think the problems this year. Like he exasperate exasperated some problems with some poor communication, but that is like young manager stuff. But uh, generally speaking, I think he got pretty undercut yeah. by a immediately shitty pitching staff. And <laughs> like the one thing that you really get to do as a manager uh, on a day to day game over game basis is is uh, manage your pitching staff and, and make decisions on who pitches when. Obviously, you you get to do lineup too, but like lineup is what it is. Like that's typically overblown. But um, like the pitching changes are are him and his staff's responsibility, and they were set up for failure this year. Yeah, we all saw it coming, and it's exactly what happened. And you know he he needs to be better at communicating it. But I'm I'm willing to go another year. Um, but if it's again, if it's really bad in 2024, like. It's probably time we've talked about it. It's time for a Bruce Bochy. It's time for a Terry yeah. Francona. I know those guys specifically well, aren't available, but that type. Well, we don't know. Is Ali Marmol down there delivering emotional speeches? Is he inviting palm readers and magicians when the Cardinals <laughs> are in a tough spot? Is he doing those type of things that a real baseball manager does? <laughs> Yeah, getting <laughs> clowns and balloons and yeah. uh, what was it? Madden also got a bunch of love for like allowing speakers out on the uh, oh, music field. Music on the field. Music on the field. Can you even imagine? 
I mean, a uh, real manager, when you're in a slump, like a four-game, five-game losing streak or something like that, you've got to take the team to a petting zoo. You've got to. That's what a real that's what a that's what a real man does, Ben. <laughs> take the team to a petting zoo. And then you um, you deliver a very half-hearted, weird speech at the end of that of how you need to pull together and get out of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Ollie, uh I would say that his like game management this year has been totally fine. He did kind of act like a baby at the beginning of the beginning of the season. Yeah. And that really it's hard for that not to leave a nasty little mm-hmm. taste in my mouth. I need to I need to brush my teeth of that. Yeah, well, and and I really don't feel like, you know, rediscussing all this, but the Tyler O'Neill stuff, yeah, the, the communication around Wilson Contreras's role, all of that was was pretty bad. So I I don't I'm not like if we're if we're grading Marmol on 2023, you know, he's like a C at best. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm willing to give another shot because I think he was he was an A or a B in 2022 yeah. and he just got dealt a pretty shitty hand in. So, you know, I think maybe there, the, every manager looks better when managing a good team than a bad team. But I imagine, too, just as like a new manager managing a really good team is uh you know is just easier and so you can learn on the job a little bit better but when your team is bad like every decision is put under a microscope even more than it normally would be and you just look like helpless you know um and i'm not by any means calling for ollie's head or anything like that um but somebody who i think might be the best manager in baseball right now or one of them he's also decently young um craig consul is mm-hmm. becoming this is his final guaranteed year with the uh Brewers. Obviously David Stearns is gone. That's the guy that brought in Craig Council. Um maybe he'll retire. Obviously he has ties in Milwaukee, but I would wonder if the Cardinals would try to swoon um Council with a bunch of money basically and saying, "Hey, we're going to be good and we're a organization that actually invests in their team rather than the kind of all the crap that the de- uh, brewers have to deal with. I also think right. the brewers are going to take a big step back in this off season and try to reload um, as their new president of baseball operations and all that stuff starts to matriculate. But uh, I think somebody, I think he should be in the conversation. Um, and this isn't even an indictment on Ali. It's more of a, I really think highly of Craig console. Yeah. If there's a better option out there, it is what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. I'd be surprised if he doesn't stick with the brewers or, you know, you could see like, uh, the David Stearns bringing him to the Mets in some capacity too. If yeah, he really like that could happen with, with with an infinite pocketbook, so to speak. Pocketbook. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about from Katie's article, uh, and this is pulled directly uh, from the article: the Cardinals have begun pre- preliminary discussions to restructure their player development system. Those discussions are in the initial stages, but it's believed boosting the team's player development system and baseball operations department will be just as high of a priority for the front office as acquiring pitching in the offseason. It goes on to say, and I, I know I'm pulling a lot from this, but I, I thought this was fascinating. Uh, Gary LaRock, uh, who has been the Cardinals director of player development since 2014 and was promoted to assistant general manager in 22, um, already has a small staff in comparison to powerhouses like the Dodgers, the Rays and the rising contenders, contenders such as the Orioles and the Diamondbacks. Um, and I think, well, there's a lot to unpack there. I think full stop. That's great. Right. The thing that drives me nuts 
is, and we've talked about this maybe in not so many words, but it's the cheapest way possible to improve your team. And that's employ smart people to build up your front office and give them as many tools as possible. You could build out an entire advanced analytics front office department for less than it costs to have like Steven uh, Matz. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Pick, pick a middling reliever. Um, and I, I don't understand why the Cardinals and, and John, I, it has to be John Mosaic's fault. He is the president of baseball ops. Why they've dragged their feet on this so long, why it took a season like this. Why wouldn't you want to improve before it gets worse? And why are you just now realizing that your pitching development is lacking? Um, I've, I, 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 so I'm, Okay, I'm all right. I'm calm. Wayno got the 200 wins. Ben's, everything ben is was vibrating there for a little bit. <laughs> no, everything's cool. I'm super everything chill. I'm wearing tie dye. I'm wearing tie dye. You know, wearing got a hat. That's nice chill. hat. Yeah. yeah, I got my grimace hat on. I'm wearing tie dye. Uh-huh. I'm chill. I just thought that was. I, I just thought that, I thought I was seeing double there for a little bit. I, I would love a hat with my own face on it. I would <laughs> love that so much. But well, we've been talking about merch for the show. <laughs> Let's do that. If you're happy, confusing though. Contact. Is this Ben or is it Grimace? That's that's the internet meme that we need to tag on to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, that's good. All right, let's cut this out of the episode yeah. so that yeah, we can... that's good. It's good. That's definitely the <laughs> word I would use. Anyways, why is it taking so long for the Cardinals to do this? Why are they twenty years behind everybody? Why? 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 It, it yeah. is. And the Orioles tore down, built up and made it to the playoffs. And the Cardinals have just been sitting there on their hands saying, uh, you know, what, what did Derek Gould report earlier this year? Throw the ball down the middle. Don't walk anyone. Let's see what happens. Yeah. It's endlessly frustrating. Yeah. And this is the sort of criticism that I think is very fair of John Mazalek. Like people love to tear apart some of these trades. When I think on balance, Mazalek has won way more trades than he's lost. Like it, the the, full, the full, core, yeah, yeah. Um, but this this fact that like I've, we've said this a number of times on the show, but I think it's the the most telling fact. Like name the last um, ace that the Cardinals have developed, and it gets really really hard you know we have these little moments of like jack flaherty's second half of 2019 <laughs> carlos martinez is yeah. like you know year in 2018 like you know there's these little pockets where it's like yeah they kind of had someone for a brief while but other than those guys like who who the, is it no one the right? answer is adam wainwright who is retiring at 42 years old and arguably the braves did a lot of that work you yes, know i know arguably. they 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 obviously impacted him at the major league level and had some impact on his growth, but that was all 20 years ago. All those yeah. guys are gone, you know? Um, this is what I'm hopeful with Takoa Roby right now is that, like, you know, the Rangers got him to where he is, and now we're just going to reap the benefits of it. Um, I'll tell you what, man. He, he uh, uh, Kyle uh, Reese, shout out Kyle. He was detailing his start the other day on Twitter, and that kid is looking awesome right now. Yeah, yeah, very excited. But, um, this is the biggest issue with with Mazalak and with the Cardinals, and I think they've known it for a while. We were supposed to get this big pitching lab down in Florida that was going to revolutionize the Cardinals' approach to pitching. And I know COVID was it was a 
you know, obviously it impacted the entire world in a number of different ways. Um, and I, I believe that they put some of that, some of this stalling on that, but I don't know. It sure. It seems like it didn't stall a bunch of the other teams and, uh, it's been a problem for longer than 2020. So, uh, it's been very frustrating. You well, know, hopefully, I mean- hopefully this, this is a this is the awakening call that they needed, but I don't know. They're they're admitting it in this in this article. Like how I how are you? God, <laughs> I'm chill. Wainwright got to 200. <laughs> I just don't understand how you're supposed to consider yourself like a legitimate franchise when franchises like the Rays, who are obviously they're not spending any money on anything, but they have invested wisely. Orioles, mm-hmm. same story. Diamondbacks, same story. How are you letting teams like that outpace you on this side of the ball? I get the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a billion dollars in payroll. A billion. They, they were spending money everywhere, and they have Andrew Friedman, who might be the smartest head of a front office in baseball. I, I'm okay lagging behind them, but this is such an obvious place of investment, and because they are just now taking it seriously, we're already years behind everyone else except yeah. for the Rockies who we know <laughs> um, are just on their own yeah. planet. I wonder if uh, some degree, like we speculated this with about Yachty and the, and the um, team's catcher development and how like they just haven't really had to focus on it because they've had an individual contributor who basically ran the entire show. Um, if you remember for a good 10, 15 years, the entire Cardinals pitching uh, system was built around Dave Duncan being able to turn uh, like projects from other teams and veteran players and whatnot into major league contributing pitchers. And I guess maybe they got really, this is a total speculation, but you got really yeah. comfortable with that because they're still kind of following that model, right? Let's go and get some dudes in their thirties and we'll fix them. We'll turn them around and they'll be good pitchers. And uh, one, that's just not how the league really works anymore. Like the, the youth is where it's at. And yeah. two, it's it, they just haven't been as good at it anymore, you know. So um, because of that, though, they had this like guy, and even though he retired, how long ago, you know, that like system, that idea just stayed in place. And like, well, we'll just keep doing it. We don't need Dave Duncan. We've got all these other guys. We'll keep that system rolling. And it just it's taken them seven years now to realize that it it it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, to that point, like uh, specifically on the pitching coach thing, like uh, we do, Dusty Blake is still a good hire. He has that kind of forward thinking that is outside of the Dave Duncan, uh, Maddox style of, of coaching. So we're, we're moving slowly in that direction. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's just hard not to be a little frustrated about where, where we sit today. And of course, um, I, th- well, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Well, it, 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 it is a it is a today problem and it is a 2024 problem because yeah. we talked we've been talking about it all all season but there there is no starting rotation right now next year so <laughs> no. you know you've got Michaelis Tacoa Tacoa maybe uh Zach Thompson maybe uh Steven Matz maybe uh Liberator maybe you know like yeah it, it's not a great spot to be in and while there while it is a, a well-timed pitcher heavy market, um, you're still, you know, the, the odds on any big time free agent pitching contract are not good. So the Cardinals have forced themselves into the worst possible scenario, which is that right. you absolutely 
need to acquire good pitching on the free agent market. <laughs> Whereas most teams, what you really want to be in is that acquiring pitching via the via the uh, free agent market is plussing up your already yeah. good rotation. Let's insert a sunny gray in at right. our number two. And all of a sudden now we have a deep, fantastic rotation, not holy shit. We need sunny gray. Hopefully he can be an ace uh, <laughs> at, at 33 or whatever. And the other side of there being like a robust, robust uh, free agent starting pitching market is that that means a lot of other teams are losing their starting pitchers who yeah. you are then going to have to compete with. Yeah, I um, I'm not trying to be a downer, uh, but I am I'm feeling skeptical about the Cardinals in their offseason plan uh, where I sit today. We, we shall see. We'll see. You know what, though? They went into the offseason last year saying we need to solve the catcher position and they did. Oh, so, they stepped up, Nate, and they yeah, got it done. They got it oh, done. Broader. Wow. Huge. <laughs> wow. Now, Wainwright got did to the do Bra- wins. Did the uh Braves acquire a better catcher, a younger catcher, um, and sign him to a cheaper contract for not giving that much away? Yes. Did the Brewers acquire a catcher via trade who is arguably more talented and the younger brother of the catcher that we have? Yeah, you could argue that as well. But the Cardinals went out and they got their guy. They probably uh, overextended themselves financially and on years, but they got their guy. Uh, I just blacked out. I didn't hear a word you were saying. Um, <laughs> okay. That sounds. Uh, yeah, Sean Murphy. Who no. cares? I'll he's, basically, he's, playing, he's playing part time right now. Right. Good point. Yeah. And he's still accruing more value. Unlike Wilson Contreras. Yeah. All right. Let's. Let's get out of this fun topic and move into something else. Uh, I'm wearing tie dye. I'm chill, bro. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's good that the season is wrapping up because we're running out of people to play Major League Baseball for the St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals right now, at least guys that you know and love. So uh, you want to just run down this list, Ben, of people who've been uh, recently added to the injured list? Well, really quick, the Cardinals at lineup for uh, Wednesday night just got announced. And we have uh, Quiracuto, Fermin, Baker, and Palacios in the lineup tonight. So if that gives you any kind of clue of uh, of what kind of uh, what's going on here, then, you know, yeah. people are hurt. So uh, you may have seen Alec Burleson broke his thumb sliding into third base last night on Tuesday night. Um, obviously out for the season. The thumb is that one finger. You really don't want to break that thumb. Uh, anyways, he'll be gone for a while, man. Uh, As we let's sit on that one for a second. Sorry. Yeah. What a bummer. Burleson has had, uh, I would say a bad luck season. You know, his, his underlying numbers, uh, tell a totally different story than the results that we saw. And then for it to end, uh, on a, a bad slide, breaking your thumb i mean what what bad luck is that too like just a just a frustrating season for burleson i was before this happened i was thinking about burleson and some people were were um you know not like people have been unhappy about him being so high up in the batting order when someone like uh jordan walker has been lower and to me that actually in some ways makes sense because Burleson was still the more unknown quality. And I think prioritizing getting him slightly more at bats than Jordan Walker actually does make sense. Um, it feels weird because also Jordan Walker needs his development, but 
Burleson is way more on the fringe of the roster. Yeah. And we need to know what do we have in Burleson faster than we need to know what we have in Jordan Walker, if that makes sense. And so having him at the top of the lineup, getting him, uh, you know, getting him in every game, uh, uh, likely the most amount of bats of anyone outside of like lead off. Like it just made sense to me. And uh, unfortunately it's done now, you know, and uh, he was look, he's been looking good for a little while now. His underlying numbers we talked, was it last week we were talking about? He has some elite underlying numbers. Um, You know, I, I would, there's only two more weeks of the season, so it's not like he's losing a ton of playing time, but this does sort of just change the overall vibe of, of this last month and ending 2023 for Alec Burleson. What a freaking season this has been. And I think really quick on the, on the Walker part, I think don't shake the boat, let the kid do his thing, you know? Um, yeah. Like if he's performing well and he's feeling comfortable, that's fine. But yeah, we, we looked at Alex. I, I I'm writing this up as a successful season from Alec Burleson. I think that he has a lot to learn, but I think we saw so much to like that his ability to not strike out his ability to make hard contact. Um, and he's just had bad luck this year. I think we've dropped this last week, but he had a, a 244 batting average and basically a 270 expected batting average. Um, mm-hmm. And that is just not going to go that way forever. So he'll turn it around. But again, I chalk this up as a good season for him. I uh, the only, I do think the Cardinals should hold on to him in the offseason. It's kind of like Newt Bar last year where I just don't think that his like street value on the trade market is going to be actualized unless there's a club out there that's really in love with his batted ball profile. But yeah. I really hope he sticks around. I really hope he could be the fourth, fifth, DH first base outfielder type role. Um, cause I really do think that some offense is coming. Um, yeah. And to be clear, he is not a good outfielder, but that's okay. Right. We have yeah. good outfielders. He really should be the DH or, or backup first baseman. And we don't know what Paul Goldschmidt's future with the St. Louis Cardinals is. Um, last year could be his next, his, his next year could be his last year. And so there will be, <laughs> an opening at first base and with yeah jordan walker's progression in right field like i'm more thinking burleson is the first baseman a lot of people have projected that walker moves to first base but i don't know like i I think the cardinal should re-sign paul goldschmidt and he should retire as a cardinal and go into the hall of fame as a cardinal a hundred a hundred percent yeah totally agree on that but we just don't know so just yeah. speculating, but yeah, I, I, that is my number one choice as well. Extend Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> Moving down the list, Tyler O'Neill. Uh, it's official. Uh, he has a right foot sprain. Um, and we all know that a sprain usually means some kind of tear, even if it's small. Um, but he should be out for the remainder of the season. And, uh, you know, I don't really have much flavor to add to this other than God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Another perfect example of how this season has gone. He's, he's been fine and when he's played. He just hasn't played. He's been good when he's played. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know what, the, like they were even kind of playing him in limited time, trying to protect the guy a little bit. Um, I'm at the point where he needs to like get out of the weight room, start eating a bunch of cheeseburgers, get a little more body yeah. fat on there. Try to try. I don't know. Try something different because Too yoked the up. guy's made a glass. Yeah. 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 Maybe his little bones can't handle all the uh, all the muscle or something. I don't I don't know what's going on there. Those tiny Canadian bones, little bird bones. They're probably yeah. hollow. Have we cut him open? Do we know? 
we should we we should take a sample. We should take a bone art. sample. Yeah, most Canadians have hollow bones, and I think that's underreported. That's why they're so far up north. <laughs> God. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos hits the 15-day injured list. Right shoulder rotator cuff tendonitis. Um, it's not an elbow, so that's good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see you next year, Giovanni. Yep, just uh, on the pile. You know, he's yep. great. It's been a weird season for him, too. So go yeah. have a have a break. Hopefully you have a sure. regular offseason. Uh, on good news side uh, with these injuries, that means Juan Yepes is making his way up to the big leagues the, for the first time this season. Would you have predicted at the beginning of this season that it would have taken until September 20th for Juan Yepes to make the Cardinals roster? What is going on? Well, first of all, we say Yepes here. Yepes, sorry. Uh, and so we are we are uh, feeling good about Juan Yepes. Juan Yepes. Um, and, uh, well, he was up in the beginning of the year, was he not? It's just I, then he got sent down and now he's back. Is that true? Okay. Yeah. I, it, maybe it's been so long I'm forgetting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look that up right now. I'm pretty sure he was with us for uh, a while at the beginning of the year. But uh, he's been he on quite... He has 42 at-bats in 2023. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he was on quite the heater down at Triple uh, A, so he earned this call up again. Of course, it took half the team breaking to get him back up here, but uh, we both have been believers of his hit tool at the major league level. Um, he is one of like he's he's like Alec Burleson, who you know can't really play a position very well. Um, so I, I kind of while I I I am glad the Cardinals have prioritized Alec Burleson over Juan Yepes. Um, I'm still glad to see him back in the major league level because I do believe that he is a major league level hitter. There just hasn't been a good spot for him on the Cardinals. Right. Yeah, they're weirdly similar players, one from the right side, one from the left side. They both have really good throwing arms. Um, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, I would expect uh, uh, Yepes to carry a higher batting average with less power than Burleson, um, but overall a similar profile. I would also expect those results to work out that way. Wow. Based on evidence that I've seen. Yeah. Funny how that works. <laughs> um, Jake Woodford <laughs> is back again. Guess who's uh, back? Our favorite back again. Player. Remember, Jake Woodford. remember back in 1982 when he started the uh, season uh, as the fifth starter in the rotation oh, yeah, and how yeah. much fanfare I, I, that was. Man, that was exciting. I remember even before that, I went to high school with Jake Woodford and uh, back in those days, he was throwing a hundred. I swear. I mean, they uh -huh. didn't have the speedos, but man, oh yeah. man, that kid had talent. But you were wearing a speedo, of course, while you were watching it. <laughs> Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, and just letting it all hang out. Uh huh. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about Jake Woodford. I think we've probably wasted more breath on Jake. Not wasted. We've probably covered Jake Woodford more than most players on the Cardinals. Um, yeah. So I don't think we need to talk about him anymore. Uh, and, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think one thing to remember is that teams are also, especially when you're out of it, there's really no like risk to putting someone on the IL when they have any degree of injury at this point in the season. So all of these could be totally different. Everything would look very, very different right now if the Cardinals were still in contention. 
but they're not. So why, why risk it? If things were different, it would be different. It would be so different now if things were different. Oh man. Uh, Great. Oh my God. All right, let's move on. So uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming series and uh, what's been happening around the league. But before we do, we want to remind our listeners that this show is supported by listeners just like you. Uh, If you're enjoying the show, uh, despite the difficult season, if you've had a good time with us every week, we've had a good time. uh, Consider supporting the show and joining our Patreon. Patreon.com slash talking about birds. We're starting a revolution. We're gearing up now. We're buying weapons. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Weapons, but <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Sorry, I got riled that. up. I, I got riled up. Yeah, we're starting. I appreciate the passion. Yeah. Um, consider joining patrons at any level. Get access to the bird scored. Uh, we're having a great time in the bit bird scored. It's a great place to connect with other Cardinal fans. Get away from the noise of all the other social medias that like you're probably trying to decide where you're going to be anyway. You don't know. Why not come and hang out with us? Um, why don't don't you come on home, come home to the birds? It's nice. That's a good angle. Instead of join the revolution, come home, (laughs) come home. That's aggressive. I don't like your whole be with us. Your eyes get weird when you start talking about the revolution. Benny's got a stew going. Ooh, come home. The water is just fine. Yeah. It's about to be cold out there. Yeah. Sit by the we wear come, a tie dye. <laughs> I, I wish you didn't have this big uh, chalkboard next to you that you're making a mark every time you mention that you're wearing tie dye. It feels like it's some <laughs> sort of bit that you've brought to the show. That's yeah, I just got a lot of me. time on my hands over here. Yeah. Um, come home. Join the join the bird scored. Uh, yeah. Our fantasy baseball season is wrapping up. Beefy boys, I'm coming for you. Hambone, wow. you got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. I'm so. good at fantasy baseball. <laughs> uh, all right. Patreon.com slash talking about birds. Uh, if you can't join that, consider leaving us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps. It really does. Uh, and if you're really feeling spicy, why not both? Ben, where can people find us online otherwise? <laughs> why not Zoidberg? Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, everyone come on home. And if, if you don't want to, you can follow us on Twitter at talk about birds. You can follow us on Instagram at talking about birds. Those are two different handles for two different uh-huh. platforms. Uh, we're on Spotify. If you'd prefer to listen to us on Spotify, you can find us there. We have a TikTok. Go check us out on TikTok. You can see what clothes we're wearing, even though we re- haven't really mentioned that this episode. <laughs> or look at our faces, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can email us any thoughts or questions or concerns or ideas, whatever you might have, uh, resumes to replace Nate, to talk mm-hmm. about birds at gmail.com. You can find all of that information centrally located at talk about talking, sorry, talking about birds.com. That's again, talking about birds.com. Wow. I really, you really slowed it down. You really made it calm. I, I want everyone to come home. I want everyone yeah, to feel comfortable. Home. It's nice. Come home. Soup's on. <laughs> As your child screams yeah, you in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. My home is is nice. Yeah. Come to my home. <laughs> no, no, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there.
Don't come here. Don't go there, Nate, friend. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that was Land, all right. Landed that ship. That was great. Yeah. All right. The Cardinals uh, are heading to San Diego to play a similarly disappointing team. Uh, uh, Blake Snell probably going to win the Cy Young the yeah. second time. And um, they're likely to miss the playoffs. So uh, a uh, a good series of um, frustrating 2023s. Ben, what are you expecting out of the series against the Padres? Against yeah, the, the Padres. The Padres has actually been pretty hot. They've been winning a lot of games starting in September. Um, I think that I still kind of believe in them. I still think that their team is better than their record shows. I think the Giants might be the worst playoff base or uh, the worst team to likely make it into the playoffs right now. So I think leapfrogging them um, won't be that difficult. But uh, this team is getting hot at the right time. And like you said, Blake Snell is probably going to win the Cy Young, even though he's throwing over five walks per nine. Um, he's had a really like effectively wild. That is the definition of Blake Snell's season. Um, but again, they're good. Fernando's really good. Juan's really good. Uh, Manny Machado is injured right now, uh, but they have good players up and down. And I think the Cardinals are probably going to get their butt spanked a little bit here. Um, yeah, we'll see. Not looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, we've, We've seen the Cardinals been slightly better over the last few weeks, so yeah. it hopefully will be some good series and some enjoyable games. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be tough. And um, yeah, the 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 highs are very high on the Padres, right? That some of the best players in baseball play on that team. They uh, do. So they're fun. To, it's still it's usually a fun series. Um, let's see. After that, uh, we're back with the Brewers. So, yeah. I mean, we're actively in a four game series with them right now. Yeah. Uh, and it, they're they're such an interesting team too. Uh horrible offense. You know, I was thinking about that with with Wayne. I was like, well, this was really the right team to play. You know, yes. um, if, if you can suppress any offense, it's the Milwaukee Brewers offense. Uh, but that pitching staff, man, like, yeah, Freddie Peralta is has really unlocked something like it, you know, these all they're still good games. It's really run prevention is the name of the game for the brewers, right? They, they have the good starters. They have what, what did Brad call him fastball? Freddie the other night. Yeah. Um, they have a great back into the bullpen. Um, that kid, uh, Uribe, Uribe, Abner Uribe out yeah. of the bullpen. Holy shit. That guy's got yeah. stuff. Um, and I've never heard of them. Um, yeah. they're just plucking these guys off trees. Um, and their defense is fantastic. They, they can pick it. So I don't, I, I know this team They're They've got more wins than the Cardinals. They got more wins than a lot of teams and they're fine. I just, it, it's, it's really hard for me to see this team go far in the playoffs, but for this, this week and next week, it doesn't really matter. Um, I expect them to continue to kind of give the Cardinals a hard time. Um, and you know, kind of, this hasn't really been talked about too much on the show, but really since like the middle of August, they've been winning games a lot. They've yeah. really been improving. They've kind of paced themselves away from the Cubs. Uh, they are six. The Cubs are six games behind the Brewers at this point, which I didn't think was going to happen. I, and obviously I'm wrong to, to a certain degree because the Cubs are so far behind them in the standings. I still think the Cubs are a better team than the Brewers. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter anymore. They've, they've made enough space and, yeah, here we are. Yeah. 
Well, the the Cubs have really had a bad run of it the last two weeks, which has basically ended what was looking like a potential uh, close finish to the end of the year. Yeah, um, the Cubs do still have almost double a better run differential than the Brewers. So I think right. like you're right. Broadly speaking, the Cubs have been playing better baseball, but the results are the results and that you can't really control that. So the Brewers at this point are are like near lock favorites to win the yeah. uh, NL Central unless something uh, significant happens like uh, the Cardinals sweep them and the Cubs go on a run and who you know, there's still enough, but six games you back. You never know. With this amount of time, it's very, very unlikely. Like, like I said, I kind of want the card. That's how the Cardinals should spoil it. They need to uh, let the Brewers win or uh, no, sorry, beat the Brewers so that they fight the Cubs and then limp into the into the playoffs. That's that's my yeah. desired outcome. Agree. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got some league news to talk about. What do you what do you got for me, Ben? Oh, big week, Nate. Um, let's go down the list. Max Scherzer is expected to miss the remainder of the regular season with a strained Terrace major muscle. Mm. Um, so the Rangers have, uh, twice in one year acquired former Mets aces who have gone on to be injured and incapable of pitching. Yeah. Max Scherzer has significantly impacted two major franchises this year in a negative way. He's yeah. part of the reason why the the Mets were uh, so rough. And then uh, now he has cost the Rangers some top prospects and he's not going to help them out in this playoff push. Uh, right. I mean, you know, we appreciate teams like the Rangers gambling on stuff like this and the Mets, you know, go out and acquire the studs. But this is the risky run when you acquire a nearly 40 year old pitcher. Uh, it, so. it is crazy to give up a player like Lewis Angel uh, Acuna for yeah. a 40 something year old pitcher that has already been injured. Uh, the good news is they get him next year for the right. easy price of like 23 million bucks. Thanks to how much the Mets are covering. Right. Um, so it's not all over um, and it'll be be a lot of hype coming into next year with hopefully a health, healthy Max Scherzer and hopefully a helpful uh, Jacob deGrom leading the front of that Rangers rotation. Um, but all in all, a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving down, talking about more um, pitching injuries as my uh, browser goes crazy on me. Uh, Shohei Otani undergoes elbow surgery and is expected to not pitch again until 2025. So whatever team signs him, uh, you would imagine he'd be strictly a DH, um, maybe playing some outfield. I don't really know. And then pitching again in 2025. But, uh, I think we all knew this was coming, um, but a bummer to, to see it in writing. Well, the fact that it's not Tommy John seems like a good thing. But again, you question, is this just postponing the inevitable? I, I don't know. Yeah, um, he's still an incredibly valuable person. And if his if his 30s are, he's a elite offensive talent who maybe acts as a reliever. Um, that is still wildly valuable. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, if he's just. Jordan Alvarez and Edwin Diaz wrapped into one yeah. player. That's still <laughs> yeah. pretty effective. Yeah, exactly. Um, following up on Alec Manoa, we were kind of talking about this in the birds court earlier today, and I thought oh, we should update on this. Alec Manoa underwent, underwent even more medical tests 
this week as his request. Uh, the insinuation, and this uh, is coming from uh, the Toronto uh, Sun, I believe, the Toronto newspaper. Uh, the insinuation appears to be that Manoa was hurt, which could give, which could involve a grievance over service time, but no structural damage was found in the medical uh, report. Messages to Manoa's representatives representatives went unanswered. So he's kind of ghosting the media. He is arguing with the Blue Jays about his health status. The Blue Jays are saying, no, you're healthy. You're just not good. Um, The story gets weirder before it it gets more clear. Um, I have a feeling that we are not going to hear anything from Alec Manoa for a couple of months here as he gets healthy, figures out what's going on. I, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it it really continues to be no answers to this thing, and it's it's very very strange. I we haven't we were talking about like comparable situations, and I just really can't think of anything no. like this. Um, you know, he's young enough where like whatever it is that's causing this could be found out, fixed, and he could still come back as a, a very very effective major league pitcher at some point, but whether it'll be with the blue Jays and when, or if that even happens is a huge question mark right now. He, yeah, like he could just be done, which seems unlikely, but like this is so unique and so strange. It's a possibility. Yeah. Arguing back and forth with your org about your health publicly to the newspaper is odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox fire chief baseball officer, Heim bloom after four seasons. Um, this makes a lot of sense to me. I think I've been very critical of the Red say, Sox. You were, you've been talking about this for a long time now that, that the Red Sox, that he's not very good, or at least his decision-making is very strange. It is. Um, and I think when you start your career in baseball ops with trading hall of famer, Mookie Betts and getting Alex Verdugo, and a couple of guys for him. I think it's really, really hard to turn the ship around, but he kind of just never did. And there were all these weird moves like acquiring Eric Hosmer, um, like just little things that never really made sense to me. And it was always hard to understand his direction. And they seem to be pushing and pulling at the same time. I think signing Trevor's story um, in lieu of retaining Xander Bogarts was odd to then go on and offer Raphael Devers, $300 million plus dollars. Um, just weird move after weird move. With him being fired, I'm also kind of thinking about like, it's not all his fault, right? Like a GM right. or, or a president of baseball ops does what their owner asks them to do. And the Red Sox payrolls in the middle, it usually when they were winning championships, it was one, two, or three. And now it's like 10, 11, 12. Um, so I think that's part of the factor too. But a really weird tenure from a guy who could not have been more well-regarded coming out of the race system. Yeah. Yeah. Super strange. Um, and the Red Sox, you know, they're not a horrible team, but no. when, you, when you look at them compared to the rest of the uh, AL East, you have to think like how far away is their window? It, it feels pretty far away. So some of their better players are getting older already, you know? Right. So like, I think they're in a pretty tough spot and it makes sense to, to mix it up. It does. And yeah, I'm not trying to gloat, but like 
this made sense to me a while ago. Um, also, like John Henry, you have more money than God. Just spend money on your team. You don't need to be the Rays. You can right. go be the Dodgers or the Yankees or whoever you want to be. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, the Nationals uh, decide to uh, extend uh, GM or uh, President of Baseball Ops Mike Rizzo, uh, giving him, I believe, it's a three-year extension. So it'll stay the same there. I think that that's kind of exciting. Uh, they also extended Dave Martinez just to kind of see out the rebuild. I, I like when owners let a baseball ops person do that. They won the yeah. World Series. They tore down. They're rebuilding. You're starting to see some really exciting play from some of those younger guys. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, they've been pretty good uh, the second half of the year. And and C.J. Abrams seems to be putting it together and. Uh, yeah, like I, I, I'm, I, I agree as well. Like, we'll see where this goes. They still have some work to do, but it has, it has seemed like an effective rebuild. The Juan yeah. Soto trade was probably a, a make or break moment for uh, Mike Rizzo. And, uh, it seems like they got some good value back and, uh, you know, it, they, they still have a ways to go, but I, 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 I agree. It's nice to see that that trust and we'll really see is he because if he can do this win the championship completely collapse and rebuild and get back to an effective uh like a a highly competitive team um he's one of the better gms in baseball then yeah yeah and the the rebuild should time nicely with them not paying uh, they're like kind of legacy older players as much anymore as yeah. Corbin falls off and the whole thing with Strasburg still getting figured out. But it, I don't know, you could see this in a couple of years of the Nationals being super relevant again and led by K Bear and and CJ yeah. and and some of these players that Mackenzie Gore, some of these players that they've got. Um, all right, moving down the Rays. I cannot believe I am reading this on the podcast. The Rays have announced that they have a new stadium deal, Nate. Wow. They're going to kill the trop. They're going to move to St. Petersburg. And they're going to build what looks like the renderings look like a beautiful 35,000 uh, person stadium in uh, near the water in St. Petersburg. Uh, there is low income housing that is going to be built around. There is going to be live workplaces. It's like this really interesting idea where like people live on top of the building, but they can like eat and work mm. and shop on the lower levels of Weird. the building. It's just like. Yeah, it's kind of new, you know, it's kind of funky, this, this interesting idea. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I think that's exciting for, uh, fans in Florida. Uh, you deserve a much better stadium. I think what is more intriguing for people outside of Tampa is that, uh, Rob Manfred, Manfred stated that the league would continue to, or would start to focus on expansion, once the A's stadium situ- situation was figured out, that seems to be pretty much wrapped up. And then the Rays stadium uh, situation was figured out. So those two things seem to have been figured out at this point. We shall see. Obviously, anything could happen. But it sounds like MLB is going to start focusing on expansion yeah. and probably soon. Yeah, it's happening. It, like they, It's exactly like you said. We need to do these two things, and then it's happening. Those two things. Here it comes. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me if we hear this offseason, the plans for expansion. Yeah. Nashville, uh, Sound, and the St. Louis Cardinal Twos. <laughs> yeah, we need another team. Get them in here. Um, yeah, Nashville, Portland, Memphis, 
Montreal, you know, there's Charlotte. Uh, there's a fair amount of, of cities that have, I think, been lobbying for it. I, I, I always waver on this, but I think Nashville and Montreal would probably be my two favorite. I think Canada having another tra- team is fun. We know that there was fandom up there. Um, and Nashville, another team, you know, close to St. Louis, kind of the baseball yeah. belt around there. I think that would be great. Yeah. Uh, I want to see um, a Mexico City team. I know that's been talked about, but uh, that'd be cool. You know, let's get let's get into Mexico, too. Yeah. Another another high elevation city to make the yeah. uh, Rockies feel better. Oh, about yeah. Themselves. Salt Lake City is another one that has been discussed. It is. Yeah. That would be good for me personally. Mm-hmm. Salt Lake City, kind of a boring city. Hmm. I've driven like the through land it. of like Panera and uh, mm. like now. Now, hold on. You're talking, that's St. Louis, baby. <laughs> yeah. The land of Panera. St. Louis Breadco was good. Panera is bad. Yeah. Well, St. Louis Breadco is bad now, too. That's all. That's They're, well, it's uh, all the same thing. But I'm saying like yeah. 15 years yeah. ago, Breadco was good. Right. Now it's not. Um, yeah. But yeah, like Salt Lake City's idea of a good time is like going to the tabernacle and like hitting the outdoor <laughs> mall. And uh, mm. making sure all the Mexican folks live on one side of the city, like it's uh, it's not a not my favorite city. Pretty damning uh, statements on on Salt Lake City here. <laughs> I've been there a few times. Uh, anyways, okay. moving on, the Supreme Court has ha- uh, has a chance to take on Major League Baseball's antitrust exemption. Uh, minor league teams suing MLB filed their petition saying having destroyed forty businesses in one fell swoop. MLB will only be further emboldened if the court denies review here. Um, so to be clear, that is the uh, the group of ML minor league teams that were dissolved post pandemic. Uh, they are all collectively suing uh, MLB for, you know, obviously ruining their livelihood and, and dismantling the minor leagues. Um, I think you and I probably agree on this. There's no modern reason that a, multi-billion dollar organization like MLB needs this. Um, and I would be fine with it happening. Yeah. This sort of legislation or this sort of, um, uh, opportunity provided to sports teams assumed some, uh, goodwill in return and some trust between, uh, like us as a society and, and these teams and the, uh, privilege that they get. And I've never, I've not seen anything, in, in MLB and, and all the other leagues that get these sorts of benefits, whether it be antitrust, yeah. tax exempt, et cetera, um, it's incorrect. And they don't they should not have those things. And um, we should stop footing the bill for all of these uh, or either footing the bill or um, allowing um, uh, bad, you know, bad business practices uh, for these sports leagues, because of the legacy of them being the only ones to exist. It, uh, yeah. And you look, it's happening all over the league right now. You have yeah. the A's owner taking advantage of the people that live in Las Vegas and Oakland. You have the Milwaukee owner taking advantage of uh, a dumb contract that Milwaukee politicians signed. Right. Uh, but of course, the people are footing the bill. The Rays situation. Luckily, the Rays owner um, is footing a large uh, percentage of the bill and there is community benefit that is a part of the bill, but it is still an expectation that a billionaire is subsidized by the people of St- of, of Western Florida. Um, 
and uh, you have the Angelos situation happening in Baltimore where he was, I mean, happens all over the place yeah. and over and over. And they over. are, maybe they're providing a civic duty, a civic service, but at the end of the day, these guys are here to make their money and uh, to go and live on their little islands where they uh, do horrible things to people. Uh, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry, a little ranty there. I'll stop. Yeah, but that's all I got for league news. Well, I got one for you um, before we before we head into the game. Um, I never know how to say his first name. You see Kikuchi. Uh, did you see this? Did you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I've seen you say Kikuchi left tonight's game with cramps. He thinks yeah. it could have been caused by only sleeping 11 hours last night instead of his usual 13 or 14 hours of sleep. What is he a cat? That's a- that's some king shit right there, my man. <laughs> How I nor I normally sleep fourteen hours a night, and but it, because I couldn't get my fourteen hours, I had cramps. Yeah, I, I wonder. I, that sounds like a like a syndrome. I you know. Yeah, I I <laughs> don't even know what to say. I had a. I know. 24 hour endurance race. And I think the next day I slept like 10 hours and I felt like that was like, I yeah. was essentially dead for a while. Um, yeah. I can't imagine yeah. that being every night. It's truly impressive. Huh. Yeah, it is. But I, I also just, feel like he's got like a worm or something. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like he's got, a, it's like a, like there's some underlying problem here yeah. that he needs 14 well, hours of sleep. You say Kikuchi. I hope you're okay, buddy. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> All right, Ben, I got something new for you today. So, um, you know, a lot of people, probably most people don't know that um, I was actually a creative writing major in college. Got my nerd in creative writing. And I I don't feel like I very regularly get to express that uh, in my life. And so I thought, well, I've got a podcast. Why not utilize my podcast to showcase my creative writing skills? So I've got a new segment for you tonight. This this is an abuse of power right now. It's called Poetry Night. (laughs) God, please sit, sit down for a moment and read and listen to my poem. I'm snapping. I'm snapping. Alone, I stand in the box alone like I've always been a fastball. I swing. I miss. Just just like I missed my freshman year homecoming dance because of the failed bracers procedure. Here comes the next pitch. Oh, no. God. (laughs) No. Come on. I've got so many more stanzas. Jesus. Okay. Ah, this damn card chart. You were the biggest idiot in the world. (laughs) Uh, I had you on edge, though. You were really into my poetry. I've got so many more lines. Is that based on a real-life experience? Did you have leg braces? No, I did have mouth braces, though, and I was thinking about how uh, awkward I was in in (laughs) in that time period. All right. Well, okay. Um. Well, I, I would love to read more poetry to you. I've got so many more lines to read. How but, much did you write? Um, well, I, I, Ben, we can't, 
We okay. can't handle. We can't answer that's that. Right. All, that's now. all you wrote. Okay. That's good. We've to got know. to. Right. A, we've got to repeat. No, I've got lines. I I brought bars, Ben, but I, we've got to appease the uh, the card shark. Um, you should rap before next we... time. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you've never heard us appease the card shark before, um, pretty simple game. I've got a set of cards here from the uh, 2022 Tops series. Okay, so. Uh, there's obviously been a number of changes since when these were printed. Yeah, to, you, what, you can't afford the new cards. You got to buy late model. Have you, what looked, the hell? have you seen the price? Have you seen the price of cards these days? Thanks a you lot. Can't even get, you can't even get them in a lot of stores. They're like, they have these little signs hanging up. They're like, due to the popularity, blah, 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 blah. You know, really I'm trying to get my Pokemans and my baseball cards. Yeah. All right. Um, well, sorry. Thank you for your hard work. You're welcome. So I've got a series of cards here uh, that I'm going to uh, name the player. Ben has to name yep. uh, the team and the position. Uh, you get a point for each, and we'll see whether Check. you get eaten by the card shark or not. Okay. Uh, I right. will accept the the car the um, team that they are on in the card, and I will also accept if they have been uh, traded or signed okay. with a different team since uh, since this card. So, right. uh, Denard Span, outfielder, <clears throat> Seattle Mariners. Denard Span, that's a good one. That was a, that was a poll. That was All good, right? right? Uh, mm-hmm. Wade Miley. Wade Miley. Oh, crap. Wait, he's a brewer starting pitcher, right? He's a brewer. That's right. Yeah. So he actually, yeah. he's, he's, he's been really a haunting he's the NL around Central so much. For a yeah. yeah, he has. He's played with Arizona, Boston, Baltimore, Milwaukee, Houston, Cincinnati. Chicago Cubs and then uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, Nailed it. Let me actually keep score here. All right. Uh, Next, Jorge Mateo. Jorge Mateo. That is, I think he's relegated to a bench role now because they have so much talent. But the speedster, shortstop, Baltimore Orioles. That is correct. They have enlisted here as a second baseman slash outfielder. Um, wow. But uh, he has also played shortstop for them. So, uh, all right. Here's a fun one. Hunter tough one, Renfro. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, he just got DFA'd by the Reds. Uh, he's an outfielder. Uh, prior to that, he was an angel. Um, and mm-hmm. prior to that, he was a brewer. And prior to that, he was a Red Sox. And prior to that, he was a Padre, if I remember wow. all of that correctly. Yeah, let me see. So on the card, they've got him as a Red Sox. Um, and yeah, pot, well, he, oh yeah, he was also with the Rays in between the Padres. And, oh, I forgot uh, about that. Yep. So Padres, he's Rays. He's been all over the place and he has not been in the league that long. And he's yeah. decent, not bad. He made his debut in 2016, so you know he's been around for a little while now. That's seven seasons, um, but you normally don't see, yeah, with all that control, you know, you don't normally see right. someone traded that much. Um, so yeah, all right, you are three for three or uh, six for six as far as points go. Let's go um, Spencer Howard. Ooh, okay. Don't know Spencer Howard. Uh, sounds like a pitcher. 
I'm going to say that he is a Toronto Blue Jay. I'll say relief that, pitcher. That you got one half of it right. So really? he is a starting. Well, he's a starting pitcher. You said relief pitcher. So damn it. Uh, you're wrong on both, actually. So he is a starting pitcher uh, for the Texas Rangers. He was originally with Philly, but he was uh, traded damn. to the to the Rangers. Should have known. All right. All right. Let's see who we got next. Tyler Gilbert. Tyler Gilbert, starting pitcher, Seattle Mariners, hopefully future Cardinal. Um, You are confusing him with Logan Gilbert. Oh, wait. Tyler Ty- Gilbert is Tyler a... Gilbert. He's also a starting pitcher, isn't he? Um, Correct. I was getting him confused. Uh, yeah. For the Braves, right? No. Um, no. You will get one point for this because he is a starting pitcher, but he is for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was oh, with Philly big, first. Big miss. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Hopefully Gilbert gets traded to the Cardinals. So I can't imagine uh, that they will actually do that. No, um, no, it won't. Here's a tough one. Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler, starting pitcher, Philadelphia Phillies. That's right. Um, all right. Ooh, this one's nice and shiny. What is this? Is it holographic? Is that a holographic Alex, Charizard? It, it is right in the middle of this deck. Uh, Alex Kirilov. Alex Kirilov. He is a uh, Minnesota Twins outfield first base prospect. Correct. Look at this. Look at this shiny card. Can you see that? Oh, man. Hold this? on to that one. Can you see that? Yeah. Put that All in your right. pocket. Got a few more for you, Hambone. You're doing pretty well here today. Uh, Mauricio Dubon. Mauricio Dubon is, I believe he's a, I believe he's a giant. Um, and I think he's a, I can't remember if he's an infielder or an outfielder. I think. Think he's an infielder. Um, let's say second baseman for the Giants. Yes. Now that is what he is on the card. So you are awarded full points. He is now, though, a member of the Houston Astros. Oh, I don't think I knew that. The yeah. more you know, he has been. He has been all year. Um, just sort of a, a utility infielder. Yeah. Uh, for the Houston Astros, I got two more for you. Uh, <laughs> Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta. Freddie Fastball. Starting pitcher, Milwaukee Brewers. Nice. All right. My last one. Tony Santillan. Santillan? Santillan? S-A-N-T-I-L-L-A-N. Tony Santillan. It's not, not a great start since we don't know how to pronounce <laughs> his name. Um, I do recognize it. I don't know if I would have gotten it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know this one. I will guess he is a... Sorry? No, go on. Detroit Tigers relief pitcher. Um, No. And let me see. I don't know if he... He is a pitcher. Has he been more in the... Yeah, he has been more of a relief pitcher. So give you that. Um, he is with the uh, Cincinnati Reds. 
All right. Wow. Yeah. Never heard of them. Sorry, Tony. Yeah. All right. You out total. You got 16 out of 20 possible points. I do think Let's you've go. appeased the card shark. Um, Thank you. And even though he interrupted my beautiful poetry. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering, did we, have we run out of time? You can't read the rest of it. The show's got to be over. Read, yeah. I mean, we yeah. were trying to do this episode shorter anyway, and we still failed at that. And I just, yeah. you know, um, we got to get out of here. But, um, All right. you know, if you're listening and you want to hear more of my poetry, let me know. We can do that series again, and hopefully it's not interrupted by the card shark. Perfect. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, we'll be here next week. Patreon.com slash talking about birds. We appreciate it. Just a couple more weeks left of the regular season. Wish me luck on my travels and my running. And if this was my last episode, it was not worth it. Uh, and I guess with that, until next week. Go Cardinals. Peace. Peace. Satan Milk would be a great name for a metal band. It would be a great name for a metal band. I wonder if that's taken. I'm searching. Do you think Satan Milk is blood? Uh, it's got to be a little grosser, but yeah, yeah, I think it's in that realm. Okay. Satan Milk is not a band name, at least according to Spotify. Hell yeah. All right, write it down. There is a record... Oh my gosh, by a band named Province called Satan Milks My Cow. <laughs> so the words have been put together. Satan Milks has been out there. Yeah. Mm. Kind of. The first song is called Barn. <laughs> <laughs> really on theme here. <laughs>